Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's, and a special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us today. This past week, Monday and Tuesday, I had the opportunity to gather with pastors from the Manitowoc area and all the way up to Sturgeon Bay, from the Appleton area, all over at Elkhart Lake. And we got together and we got to listen to a presenter speak on baptism. It went really in-depth on a lot of the different scripture passages about baptism, and it was very helpful. God's people recognize the importance of gathering together to grow in faith and to dig in to God's word. Today, that's what we'll hear more about in our service and our scripture lessons and our hymns, how we come together for instruction in righteousness. We'll follow the order of service as it's printed out for you in your bulletin and projected on the wall. Let's begin with our first hymn, 631.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children, but we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. And let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, look with mercy on our weaknesses, and in all our dangers and needs, stretch out the right hand of your majesty to help and defend us through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our first lesson from Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah was afraid. He was afraid to go and be among people and speak God's word to them. But God said he would be with Jeremiah because of that special word that his prophet and the people would have as they gathered together. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of our God.
serves as the basis for our sermon, which the choir also just sang too. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. This is the word of our God. Continue with the trio. Oh, Christ was dead, now 
Please stand in honor of the gospel. In the gospel today from Luke chapter 4, Jesus told people that it was necessary. He had to move on with the gospel so that more and more people could gather around it and ultimately gather around him for all eternity because of the good news that he spoke to them. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 744.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today, the second lesson from 2 Timothy 3 and 4. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Does it seem to you as though things are going from bad to worse? I noticed on the news this last week that around our country in the month of January, there were 24 police officers shot. Three of them in the last three weeks down in the city of Milwaukee. I also noticed that in some areas of Wisconsin, they're having some real difficulties with needing to suspend children from school for violence and controlled substances. There's all kinds of controversy going on right now in women's sports, especially at the college level, about records that can or should be broken. There's so many different layers of deception that are going on that it's difficult to peel them away and know exactly what is true around us. People are concerned about rising prices and all kinds of other things with economy and personal finances. It seems as though things are going from bad to worse. And the older we get, it's easy for us to become cynical. The Apostle Paul, as he was nearing the end of his life here, mentions in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that things are going to get from bad to worse. But he wasn't cynical. Anything but. The Apostle Paul said, don't give up. Don't go and withdraw and just hide up in a hole somewhere and wait for Jesus to come back. The Apostle Paul said, keep on. Continue. Continue in the scriptures. For salvation, for service, and for sound doctrine. When all around Paul and all around the Mediterranean world at the time as well, there were things like selfishness and chasing after um, pleasure living and greed, the Apostle Paul directed Timothy back to some familiar influences that he had in his life. Those whom you've known and what they've taught you. He was referring to Timothy's mother, Eunice, and Timothy's grandmother, Lois. He talked about them a little bit more early on in this book, 2 Timothy, because from infancy, they had taught Timothy the scriptures. You notice that Paul doesn't mention Timothy's father or grandfather in the mix there. Everyone's family situation is a little bit different, isn't it? Yet how blessed are those children who have a parent or parents, a grandparent or grandparents, who are willing to bring them God's word from little on. Whether that's through songs or hymns, picture board books, or rhymes with actions. God says here that from infancy, Timothy knew the Holy Scriptures. They're never too young to start teaching them God's word. 
The kingdom of God belongs to such as these young ones, Jesus says. We give thanks to God for those who, from our youth, have brought the scriptures to us. But there was someone else that Timothy had. It was the Apostle Paul himself. Earlier on in 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul says, Timothy, you are my true son in the faith. The Apostle Paul brought to Timothy the gospel. The news that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures, that is the message through which we become children of God. And the Apostle Paul as a good father, father in the faith, was there for Timothy. He was there for Timothy to build him up in God's word, to speak with him. Timothy accompanied Paul in his ministry at times, and Paul contacted Timothy regularly in letters such as this. He was there to help Timothy be nurtured and grow in his faith as well. Timothy knew Paul's life and teaching, how Paul cared for souls and was willing to undergo persecution, was very persistent with bringing God's word to others. This was the real thing, the genuine deal, and it formed a close bond between Paul and Timothy. This is something that many of us have known as well. In a Sunday school teacher, or a grade school teacher, a Lutheran high school teacher, a campus pastor at college, or, or a pastor or a staff minister who came to visit our family with God's word, a special connection and bond that is, those from whom you have learned God's word. But Paul wasn't just taking Timothy on a trip down memory lane to familiar, friendly, sheltered times. He was reassuring Timothy that when things go from bad to worse around you, you have people in your life that have brought you the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation. God's word is not just a bunch of inspirational stories to help us be better people. It's not just a bunch of old fables from a, a different culture on the other side of the world. They make us wise for salvation. It saves us from the eternal punishment that we deserve. It saves us from the guilt of our sin. It saves us from death itself. And that saves us through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not anything that we could do. Simply trusting in Christ who was crucified and risen from the dead for us. Now as Paul was talking to Timothy about the Holy Scriptures... At that time, it was just the Old Testament that had been compiled. Yet these are the scriptures that testify about me, said Jesus. The Old Testament scriptures are extremely worthy of our time and attention because it's there that Jesus Christ was promised, the one who would be a blessing to all nations, the one who would be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities, the one who whom God would not abandon to the grave. He would see no decay. He's our Redeemer who lives. But the New Testament scriptures are also just as much the Holy Scriptures as those apostles, those men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. When things go from bad to worse, this is the key, this is the answer. 
Don't give up. Continue on in the scriptures for salvation, but also for service. As I've spoken to many people in the last year or two, they've lamented how service just isn't what it used to be. So many times we're shopping and looking for an item and it's out of stock. Or things just take longer because there are fewer people working. Or going to a restaurant where much less of the full dining floor is is even open. Many people have remarked about less than stellar service in the last couple of years. But God, here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 4, he sets up for us the service that we needed the most. His service for us with the word. And this is really what we call ministry. It's what our congregation strives to do, to serve people with God's word. This is what called workers, such as pastors, teachers, staff ministers, are all about, is ministry, serving people with God's word. This is what Sunday morning and Monday evening here at St. Paul's are all about too. The worship service is God serving us with his word. All scripture, which is God-breathed from beginning to end, all 66 books, the Old Testament and the New Testament, whether it's history or poetry, whether it's minor or major prophets, whether it's accounts of Jesus' life or letters to congregations or prophecy about the end, all of it, God-breathed. And it's useful for you and for me. It's useful for teaching. Teaching so that we as disciples of Jesus might continue to learn and grow in everything that he has commanded us. That's what he told his disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching. This is what all of the scriptures are for. Also useful for rebuking. So many different people have different ideas about what sin is, what is right and wrong. Well, the inspired scriptures, they point out and they expose sin in our hearts and in our lives, and it rebukes it. Correcting. God's word is useful for correcting as well in that it restores us to the straight and narrow. In Christ Jesus, God views you and me as correct and right. That's the message of the gospel. God's word is also useful for training in righteousness so that as children of God, we develop right routines in life of confessing our sin, of placing our trust in Christ and living lives of thanks for him. To be in that regular routine, that regular training, God's word equips us for that. God's word is so useful and so important and so seriously does he take this service to us that he gave Timothy and all called workers a sincere charge. He charged Timothy because Christ is going to come again to judge the living and the dead and everyone will face that judgment because Christ will appear and every eye will see it and he will reign in glory forever. Preach the word. Preaching is not just pastors bringing their opinions or preferences or what's popular to people. It's bringing God's word to them. Proclaiming the scriptures. 
in season and out of season, that is at scheduled times, whether it's Sunday morning or Bible classes or meetings or visits, but it's also out of season when things just come up, when questions or situations arise in season and out of season, when maybe things are popular or when they're unpopular, to preach the word, speak out against sin, speak up about their Savior, and to be patient. Because God's word works, even when we don't see it on our timeline. I once knew a man who was very friendly and very nice to talk to, very easy to talk to, but he wanted nothing to do with gathering with other Christians. He was fine to talk with me as a pastor when I came and chatted with him on his front porch, sometimes in freezing January weather. But from month to month and year to year, he wanted nothing to do with gathering with other believers around God's word. Here in the Epiphany season, we are seeing how Jesus reveals himself as our Savior, our Christ, in his miracles, in his message, in his ministry. But he also reveals to us the blessings and the importance of gathering together. God reveals to us today how serious he is and how important it is for us to gather together around God's word because he has thoroughly equipped ministers to bring us that word because gathering around God's word and studying the scriptures is not just to be played like solitaire. How can preaching happen from one person to another or instruction from one to a group unless people come together God uses gathering together for instruction in righteousness to bless us, to build us up. It equips us for any and every situation, and yes, for eternity itself. Continue in the scriptures. Don't give up, because it's there that God serves us with the most important thing, with his saving word. But continue in the scriptures also for sound doctrine. Most doctors these days encourage their patients to come in for an annual checkup, an annual physical, an exam. And in that way, they can notice if there's diabetes or cancer or heart issues before they become a major problem. And if you have different issues that you've been struggling with or working through, they can help diagnose them as well. If your ears have been itching a lot lately, maybe it's earwax buildup or an infection, or maybe it's a skin condition such as eczema. Well, Paul talks here in 2 Timothy chapter 4 about a condition that has plagued the world for centuries, itchy ear syndrome. It's when people gather around themselves all kinds of teachers so that they can hear what their itching ears want to hear, turning aside from the truth, turning toward different myths, different things that aren't true. In our country, it's estimated that there are over 200 different denominations of Christianity. And around the world, an estimated over 4,000 different religions. As you shop around, you can hear anything, get any itch you want scratched. Anything that sounds pleasing to you, 
You want to hear all about social causes? There are teachers who will scratch that itch. You want to hear about how you can contribute to being right with God either a little bit or a lot? There are teachers who will talk about that. You're looking for something mystical with a lot of contemplation and inward meditating. Are you hoping for something that makes complete sense to every reasonable, rational thought that humans have? You can find different people who will scratch those itches. But this itchy ear syndrome is actually something that all of us come by naturally. You and me together. As we gather around God's word, there is our sinful nature saying, Pastor, make me feel better about myself today. Pastor, don't point out sins of my family members because then things just get uncomfortable at home. Pastor, talk to me about Christian freedom, that I can live like everyone else around me as long as I come and sit in a pew a couple times a month or a few times a year. Pastor, don't talk to me about extra effort or difficulty or crosses that I need to carry as I follow Christ. Those who have itchy ear syndrome and leave it untreated, they are not healthy. They are ailing. They are infected, infirm, gravely ill. Yet they are not incurable. The same Jesus who rebuked the fever out of Peter's mother-in-law and healed all who were sick and demon-possessed that were brought to him, he has the breakthrough prescription for our itchy ear syndrome. It's sound doctrine. It's preaching that brings the inspired scriptures to our ears. It's teaching that convicts our sin and cures it in our Savior. It's doctrine that brings us the truth, even though it hurts, brings us our Savior because he heals. For all of our itchy ears, Christ heard the reviling and the mocking and the false accusations. For our itchy ears, Jesus listened to things like, prophesy, who hit you, Christ? If you are the Christ, come down from the cross. Let's see if Elijah comes and rescues him. For our itchy ears, Christ heard nothing. As he called out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that you and I could hear with resounding clarity through the scriptures you are saved, you are forgiven. Christ died for you. And Jesus further prescribes that called workers do the work of an evangelist, bringing the gospel to everyone who will listen and everyone who needs to hear. Pastors, teachers, and staff ministers who are willing to endure hardship, people don't want to listen or disagree with the scriptures. He calls for pastors, teachers, and staff ministers to be clear-thinking and level-headed as they face different situations and different personalities. And he prescribes that God's people 
who have been cured and healed by his scriptures would gather around such pastors, teachers, and staff ministers that he describes here in 2 Timothy 3 and 4. May God grant it that we might continue in the scriptures for spiritual health and sound doctrine. The Apostle Paul said things were going to go from bad to worse. And this was coming from a man who was beaten with rods, who was shipwrecked and spent time out in the open sea, who was not a stranger to cold, nakedness, sleepless nights, hunger and thirst. How could things get any worse? No matter how bad things get, don't give up. Continue on. Continue in the scriptures for your salvation, for God's service to you with his word, and for sound doctrine by which God saves. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Congregation, please be seated as we invite Sean and Tiffany up for the new member induction. Dear members of St. Paul's, Sean and Tiffany have been baptized in the name of our triune God and instructed in the teachings of his word. They and their children, Sophie and Bryce, desire to become members of this congregation. Sean and Tiffany, our Lord Jesus promises to confess before the Father in heaven those who faithfully confess him on earth. You have come before this Christian congregation to declare your faith and to unite in us with us in Christian love and fellowship. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? If so, answer, I do. Do you believe that the teaching of the Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it from our Bible instruction class, is faithful and true to the Word of God? If so, answer, I do. Do you intend to continue firmly planted and practicing in the Christian faith, diligent in the use of God's word and sacrament, and leading a godly life even to death? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Will you support with your time, talents, and offerings the work our Lord has given us to do at this congregation? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me.
Upon hearing your promises, we, the members of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, receive you in fellowship and love, and we invite you to share in our worship, communion, and mission in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, you may, may turn around, and uh, welcome. After services, Sean and Tiffany will walk out with me, and then you're welcome to greet them and get to know them a little bit more out in the narthex after service. We continue with the responsive prayer. You may remain seated. Lord God, our maker and preserver, we praise and thank you for all that you give us day after day. You have given us your precious word to nourish our souls and to protect us from the temptations of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. We thank you for those who teach and preach your saving truth at this place and everywhere. Grant them the rich Heavenly Father, we pray that you shield us from every kind of danger, sudden catastrophe, terrors of crime, and the pain of disease. Watch over those who travel by land, sea, and air. Keep our loved ones from whatever perils may threaten them. Bless our land, our people, and those who hold offices of high trust. Keep our government and schools upright and strong for the advancement of good citizenship and useful vocations that we may enjoy your gifts of peace, security, and well-being. Risen Savior, please bring comfort to the family of Anne Ostring's sister, Janice Krieger who died of cancer and now lives with you. Help us to encourage each other in your return and in our resurrection to eternal life in you. Holy Spirit, please give wisdom to our fifth and sixth grade teacher and athletic director, Andy Dice, as he deliberates another call to teach seventh grade at Our Savior's Lutheran School in Peridot, Arizona. We praise you for the ministry he carries out among us and ask you to bless all who teach and learn about Jesus here and there. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your plan from eternity to save us in Christ. Please bless our plans here at St. Paul's to expand our efforts with your word as our congregation voted yesterday to proceed with the Growing Forward building project this summer. Give us unity behind this plan, generosity to continue supporting it, and resolve to bring your message of salvation in Christ to more and more people. Heavenly Father, you provide for your people through the strength and health that you give to our bodies and livelihood through companies and industries. We give you thanks on behalf of our members who are connected to Bitter Newman for all that you've provided for them for 100 years now and all that you've allowed them to do in service to others and in support of ministry here. Fill us all with gratitude to you for milestones of blessing throughout life. And hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions.
We bring these requests before you in the name of Jesus our Lord and ask you to hear us. Take all that we have, our bodies and minds, our time and skills, our ministries and offerings, and use them to your glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We continue with our hymn 641. stand. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.